Welcome back to New Rockstars. Marvel's Eternals have introduced Celestials fully into the MCU, but what does that existence of these cosmic overlords mean to the rest of the MCU going forward? Where will we see them next? Is it time to go to war with our daddies? <laughs> this is Rogue Theory. It's a show where we pitch the wildest theories or the nerdy titles we love. And whether you have seen Eternals yet or you haven't, don't worry. It is the Friday after this movie has come out. Not all of you might have had a chance to see it yet. So we are not going to spoil the Eternals film at all for you viewers of this video. We're just going to look ahead to Marvel's future now that the Celestials are just active players in this universe. How does it really change the game? I'm Eric Voss. Going rogue with me today is our own protector of the nerd universe, Jessica Clemens. Uh, good day. <laughs> good day to you. I wish you had a hat hey. to tip. Good day. Harumph. That's the only point of hats, is just so you can tip them. Um, also, the one making sure humanity keeps moving in the right direction with thoughtful media analysis, it's Whitney Van Lanningham. Hi, hello. Hello. <laughs> howdy, and, howdy, buckaroos. And finally, uh, the cosmic judge who gives us an upvote or a downvote and makes sure this rogue's theory gets to continue on or be disqualified is MT. Yes, I am Erishim the judge. I will judge all humanity when the time comes, so be on my good side, all right? And he's not gonna tell you. He's gonna do a drop-in judge. He's gonna yeah, be I'm, like, I'm you're guilty. I've got a list and I'm checking it twice, so better watch out. Oh, <laughs> Santa Celestial confirmed? We'll find out. Santa uh, Celestial sounds like a nightmare. Oh my yeah, God, that'd be terrible. It's just, <laughs> Year-round naughty list. Dude. Well, Eternals introduces us to the Celestials. Of course, the cosmic armored space gods of Marvel lore. They created Earth, the planets, everything. Mankind as we know it. But uh, by this movie's end, not spoiling anything. We're just, you know, as we are anytime a Marvel movie introduces a new facet of the universe, we are left wondering, uh, how many more of these things are there? Uh, when will we see these things next? Well, how does it reframe everything we thought we knew? And uh, we're now wondering that about the Celestials. Like, in what MCU title, specifically, will we see them next? We got Thor Love and Thunder in the pipeline. The Marvels, you know, Captain Marvel 2. We got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Fantastic Four. These are all like the space set titles that are coming to mind right now. But there's also Loki Season 2. We're going to know how the Celestials fit in with the TVA, with Kang. But uh, is it possible we could be headed toward a Celestial War? Oh, okay. Ooh. Interesting. I think that we're going to see the Celestials next in Thor Love and Thunder, considering that this movie is going to be all about War the God Butcher. And, you know, he's going around killing all these celestial type figures these celestial gods and so we're going to we're probably going to see that gore the god butcher was responsible for the beheading of nowhere the celestial from guardians of the galaxy one because he has this like super powerful sword that can like kill gods and like you know slice off celestial heads in in the comic and and i think this is what peter quill's role in thor love and thunder is going to be he's going to be this like member of the celestial race that gore needs to kill because he's like oh man i missed one i'll get him 
Um, so I think that we'll see like a, at least a flashback at the very least of um, Gore dealing with Celestials. I, I like that idea a lot, MT. I wonder if like an alternate title for Thor Love and Thunder could be something like Kill All Celestials. You know, Ooh. that's that's Gore's uh, motive is he just wants to kill every, every Celestial in existence. Everything that's a directly uh, lineage of the Celestials. Uh, and yeah, that includes Peter Quill, right? Like, mm. uh, I think that would be a fascinating... And I, we might learn something about like the Asgardian connection to the Celestials. Right. We, there's like versions of it in the comics, but like in the movies, they may establish that what makes the Asgardians so godly is that uh, they were like another version of Eternals, but not what was in this movie, but instead mm. like they were like the chosen people of the Celestials or something like that. I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. Um, but I love that idea a lot, M2. Does anyone else have a another idea of when we might see the celestials again i'd like to just see the celestials um during um guardians of the galaxy um mm. only because we're already entering that just giant world of space and time with adam warlock that this is something that could disrupt enough for the celestials to come back and just blow up the sovereign's planet um, I think yeah. it's that would be very fun to see, especially when we think that Adam Warlock is going to be on the side of the Guardians and start maybe possibly work with them. He's such a big entity, like even when he like in the comics worked like finding Thanos, Thanos, I think it still it shows that this is a big person. We kind of missed it with Ego. We kind of missed it with Thanos. Like the Celestials could come back and do something about this because they need to talk more about and explore more of the whole Ego situation being destroyed. That's yeah. too big for it to go unnoticed. So I think to stay yeah. canon, they can just bring the Celestials and Turtles into it. I really do like that idea, Jess, because like, you know, if you think about the Sovereign as a society, they're all about evolution and like they're, they're purposely, you know, evolving their people to, to be better. And I think the Celestials will probably be like, hold on a minute. Yeah. That's not Wait what we wanted. Wait a second. Yeah, that that's our bad. job. <laughs> what yeah. kind of kick in the nuts would that be to the leader to be like, I've been doing everything right. Like, our people are perfect. And it's like, mm, no. Mm, are they, no, though? They I got oh, no, no, really. The last person I thought that mm. was not good. Like, <laughs> we're not going to do that again. And blow that planet up. Um, and for Adam Warlock to, like, look from afar and be like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> those were my people, technically. Um, I think that's yeah. a big deal. I mean, James Gunn was the person who introduced Celestials to the MCU with the first Guardians with movie first, with Issa oh, and the yeah. Searcher. I'd love to hear more of that backstory uh, and to hear, like, the the exact logic of Ego, the living planet, just saying he's a Celestial, but having this human corporeal form on the planet. Like, are there other people who are just walking around on planets, just Celestials deciding to walk the way that, like, I don't know, if you want to see some biblical... Yeah, uh, they're like, here that God took a human form with Jesus, you know, yeah. that's kind of yeah. what ego did. I'm sure there are. And that would be fun. I, that's the thing is you can explore this and make it so much more. You can make it more grounded, but you can bring in. So you can incorporate so much if you brought them into Guardians, I think, because it's yeah. like, yeah, what if they are walking around the planets just as humans? Or what if they just have an ulterior motive that is just a destroy planets <laughs> anyways? Um, mm -hmm. There's just so many that you can work with. And also, I just love Guardians of the Galaxy, so make it bigger make it bigger yeah <laughs> I, I do have this weird theory that the collector and the grandmaster are actually secretly celestials um like just, oh, like celestial variants fun. and so like I, I think it make there is more precedent to that 
um, the band. the Grandmaster being a celestial is such an, a, a useless thing. No, like because like the Grandmaster dresses like Zir and the Tester, and he tests people's mm. might all the time. So I'm just like, it makes sense. Test and the Collector gathers people like Gammon on the Gatherer. So I'm just like, this is weird. Mm. And like, uh, what's his face? Sure. Uh, Ego was uh, essentially the gardener from the comics from the Marvel comics. He dressed like the gardener. Right. So I'm just like, these are all. Elders of the Universe, Just Celestial Links. I don't know. It's kind of weird to me. Anyway, I'm just rambling. Okay. Okay. But you got no, I think that would work. That would definitely simplify a lot on the cosmic levels of the tiers in the Marvel Cinematic Universe if you just made Elders the same thing as Celestials. For like, sure. I don't know. It just depends how far uh, Nate Moore and Kevin Feige and Victoria Alonso, mm. Louis Despizio, all these people trust uh, fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe to have these different categories of cosmic beings and be able to keep mm. them all straight in their heads uh, at any given this moment. Is true. Uh, or do they want to just like simplify and streamline it? Just have you have as Guardians of Eternals, and then above that you got the real gods, and then everything above <laughs> that is just the real stuff. our gods, which are <laughs> Celestials. What do you think, Whitney? Right on, man. Um, so I was wondering when I was doing a, a little reading up on Celestials before bedtime. Um, <laughs> I came across a storyline from the comics where, and I probably am not going to say this Celestial's name right because I have no idea how to pronounce this. I have never tried, but it looks like it's spelled progenitor. So like P-R-O-G-E-N-I-T-O-R. So like progenitor, right? Yeah. Like that sounds, okay, cool. Uh -huh. uh, so he was a Celestial that um, Loki told stories of that had gotten infected by the Horde and had come to Earth essentially to die four million years ago, and that he had been, like, his body is still, like, buried and decaying within the Earth, and that the fluids that his decaying body started seeping out is one of the factors that caused there to be superheroes on Earth. And mm -hmm. so that's like a cool little cool little Loki storyline uh, in the comics that he ends up talking about. So I'm wondering mm -hmm. if we will see anything about that brought up in Loki when that That'd be comes sick. Around. That'd that would be, be so sick. that would be like the best like cuz he just like melt or isn't melted it like the blood or oil or whatever made him yeah. like superheroes. Just that body would be juices. And it's such a small yeah just fluid just just fluid. Uh, just fluid um it just fell out but i think it's still like so plausible that that one could happen because it's also just like a side tad bit that's like maybe we'll see this soon and it's like wow it's a really cool scene <laughs> very i love that r2d2 yeah, yeah that i don't like that r2d2 but i love and the I, imagery and i also of, just like, wonder if like they're oil. they're able to still like find this corpse of the celestial maybe sad. there's still mm. powers left inside of it maybe that's okay. something that like loki could lead them to because he's the one who knows the the mythology of all this yeah so yeah i mean and we also have you know the introduction of the celestials in the eternals movie so like once that yeah you know marvel studios mm -hmm. introduces the celestials then i feel like the shows can be like all right now we can play with the elements that have already been introduced and since loki yeah. is all about time travel and the celestials are these super old beings it makes sense for the celestials to pop up in loki so i think that's a really good 100. um idea yeah. It also proves that if one of them could be killed and infected, 
by something that the mm. others can be too. It's so true. they might even be able to study what happened with him to use it as knowledge fighting celestials going forward. Yeah. I, I think you bring up an interesting point, Whitney, that like uh, all over the cosmic universe in the MCU, like it's implied that like celestials created all of that. So what is yeah. their relationship with all these other races? The the Kree of Hala, the, the Skrull of Torfa, you know, like, I, I kind of want to see that play out. I mean, that's another reason I brought up uh, the Marvels is like, we we need to revisit these other settings in the MCU. Yeah. Because these are giant empires with oh, yeah, a vast sure. uh, millennia of culture and history and politics and strife. And I, and I want to see them go through uh, kind of a celestial... A conflict of realizing that you have these you've been uh overseen by a helicopter parent you're actually on one of those leashes at disneyland your whole <laughs> existence you know uh Dude, kid leashes are the saddest things i've ever seen they really are i'm sorry oh, sometimes you, you see a child on a sometimes leash you just feel you bad sometimes you, imagine eric voss is a child you guys <laughs> <laughs> what would make that life Done. better if you put him on a leash and so yep. <laughs> he's, he's he runs rampant he runs crazy I no, like I mean, I was Eric at Boss Disneyland leashed. not too like long unleashed. ago. No, you gotta leash that boy up. Eric yeah. unleashed. My, uh, my fiance, we saw a kid who was on a leash, and uh, Kelly was like, we need one of those for you. And I was like, I do need one. I want one. Yeah. I want oh, one. Oh, she mama. looked back and said, we need one of those for you, and he's already gone. I, he's already gone he's he's to go get me a leash. And I come back like one of those dogs in a park that just has he's a like, loose leash. Yeah. I'm like, you're my master now. You're at the mall. Yeah. Where's my guardian? I'm picturing you doing the thing that like my dog has to do where I have him like step his paws into the harness and then wiggle it on. Like That's you nice. just are like it's a well-trained dog. Harness on. Yeah. Now that we do know that, you know, Miss Marvel's powers are gonna be more cosmic based, like, you know, Monica and Carol's, the Marvels are probably gonna go into like the like how these these women got these powers and what makes them marvelous and so maybe the mm. celestials will pop up and we'll find out you know the the celestial science behind why you know human beings can become marvelous or super powered so i think they could pop up there that's a cool idea i like that a lot um some great thoughts here i'm just very excited to see these big old colorful things next yes. uh even if it's just them playing volleyball with Jupiter. <laughs> I want to see their four square with Neptune. That's yes. all I want. I want a whole movie of just that. Um, but just to award some points, uh, Jessica, you get a rogi for your idea of uh, showing up in Guardians Volume 3. I, I think that's a great idea. I would love to see that. Uh, Whitney, I'm going to give you two rogies. Uh, this idea of, um, of like the reason why any superheroes exist anywhere uh, is because of a celestial blood uh, yeah. just growing in the soil. Yeah. Uh, empty Blood though, uh, three points. I think Gore, the God Butcher, having a mission of literally butchering these gods, of killing all the celestials, I think that's perfect. That's a perfect backstory for his character, but also this implication that the Marvels, you know, might have uh, might have some connection to the celestials as well. Uh, I, I, I think that's, that's a cool way to link all the different superheroes, just to explain uh, how superherodom exists in this universe. Um, 
So let me know your theories in the comments below, viewer. Where do you want to see the Celestials next? Who do you think would win in a fight between them in Gore and these other characters? I guess we'll find out soon enough. But there is a brand new latest Obsession shirt inspired by the Marvel's Eternals available at NewRockStarsMerch.com. It looks awesome! These are limited edition shirts, and once they sell out, they are retired to the Blue Dungeon. So only I get them. <laughs> so you... You gotta grab one as soon as possible. Find those shirts and all of the great merch options at NewRockStarsMerch.com. We want to thank Bespoke Post for sponsoring this episode. Bespoke Post has a new seasonal lineup of must-have box of awesome collections. Bespoke Post partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every month. In the past, I've gotten some great warm clothes, camping supplies, and cooking gear from Bespoke Post. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. They have cool boxes for making coffee while camping, making some killer tacos, even some throwing knives. That's for after the coffee kicks in. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. Plus, with each box of awesome, you're supporting small businesses. 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small up-and-coming brand. Get 20% off your mo first monthly Box of Awesome when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code ROGUE at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code ROGUE for 20% off your first Box of Awesome. Also, I recently got some socks from one of the sponsors of this episode, Stance, and they are both incredibly comfortable and well-designed. They feel great and they're, you know, they're kind of funky in looks, not in smell. Uh, they, they smell great when I put them on after I've had them on all day. I can't promise that. But Stance was founded in 2009, and Stance Apparel has reinvented socks, t-shirts, and more. They have a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. They do a lot of stylish collaborations with brands you love. They currently have sock collaborations with Batman, Pixar, Star Wars, and a bunch of cool designers and artists. I might need to grab some of their Marvel designs. I know they'll be incredibly comfortable and they look really cool. The stance philosophy is... Uh the stance philosophy is that a perfect fit is more important than simply fitting in. That those who feel good do good. Go see for yourself. Just head on over to stance.com and pick out whatever styles you'd like. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with stance. Also, there's an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. Our audience can make up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download Download the free Get Upside app on the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code ROGUE and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code ROGUE to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You get cash out any time of your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code ROGUE to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code ROGUE. All right, uh, in other news this week, we just got a new TV promo for Hawkeye coming on Disney Plus Thanksgiving weekend, which uh, features 
Clint Barton and Kate Bishop talking to Kate's mother, Eleanor Bishop, played by Vera Farmiga, and we think maybe she could be the villain Madame Mask on this show. We'll find out. Mm. But in this clip, she asks Kate, you're helping him with an Avengers level threat? Now, from what we can tell so far about the Hawkeye series, Clint Barton is just visiting New York with his family right before the holidays, and then he realizes that some vigilante is copycatting his old Ronin getup, so he stays behind, and then he gets sucked into all this drama with the tracksuit Dracula gang. But could there be a bigger true Avengers level threat that we are not yet seeing from this show? Like assuming Clint and Kate are telling Eleanor the truth in this moment, that they actually have some threat that Eleanor might even know about, that she's like, whoa, you're, you're fighting that? Is there a true Avengers level threat in the Hawkeye series? And if so, what do you think that threat could be? I'll go first. So I think a good Hawkeye Avengers level threat would probably be like having Bullseye come back um, and having Bullseye be just mimicking uh, Clint. I think that would be very fun to see. So the last time we saw Bullseye, he was getting his back worked on. You're talking about Daredevil season three? Yes. Yeah, on Netflix. So Yes, on Netflix. <laughs> Yes, on Netflix. Are you sponsored by Netflix? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I had to do an adjustment. I'm like, wait, are we talking about the 2003 uh, Ben Affleck Daredevil with Bullseye? I mean, no, 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 greater to see him play against Clint Barton. And I, but I do think that'll be like this, there'll be two threats. There'll be like what we see with the tracksuit guys actually doing their shit. And then I think this guy's like, I'm a hero. I think it's a good introduction also because we're having, so if we did do the Dark Avengers, let's say if we did do Dark Avengers this way, uh -huh. we could be, so we're already pulling Yelena in, right? Uh, going after the original Clint, not Bullseye Clint, the original Clint. And then if we wanted to put, instead we put John Walker as Captain America in that bunch, it it, it would wrap up in such a tight, like a tight knit bow that I think it would be fun to see. And they have that for the series going forward rather than like the entire big movies coming forward. Mm. So I think for series sake, if we do like Dark Avenger stuff, we put in Bullseye, I think he would be the next level of Avenger style threat. He's like a, a metal man now. Right? right, he's made with, with the same thing aim. that, yeah, and he's, yeah, with that same deadly aim. And also, <laughs> if they did want to bring in, I guess they could also bring in Taskmaster. But I don't think Taskmaster. I don't know. I don't know what I think about Taskmaster after. <laughs> I don't think Black Marvel Widow. knows what it thinks about yeah. Taskmaster. Yeah. I think <laughs> so, they need to uh, so redo. If they want to bring, if they want to bring her in, bring her in. But I also don't think they're gonna bring her in. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's what I think that threat would be. Bullseye. That's cool. I. uh I know that in the comics, there is a big old storyline where um, Kate and Hawkeye fight scrolls together. There's a big old scroll oh. invasion that takes oh, place. A secret invasion. And I think that because we know that there are scrolls walking among us now, yes. I think that that could be a possibility that they could be mm. investigating some sort of scroll invasion. Perhaps mm. the Ronin copycat is a scroll disguising themselves what? as Ronin. Oh my Ooh. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, interesting. Maybe. Secret Maybe. Invasion. See, okay. I think the Ronan copycat is just Kate Bishop, but you're saying like there's going to be a moment where Kate and, yeah. and Clint are watching what TV is? and they're like, wait, what if you're is? here, who's if on the TV? Here, who's that? Yeah, why who's not? Who's the new Ronan? W H I H the if? You know, I just, I think it'd okay. be fun. Okay, that's rope. I love that. That's pretty I mean, cool. I think anything with scrolls is fun. They should be everywhere. I think scrolls are just fun, man. I mean, yeah. yeah. Mm. They're just cool. 
<laughs> well, I know I really do like the scroll idea. Um, I think that we could be going somewhat like deeper. I think we're. I think the a threat could be an organization, maybe potentially an organization teased in uh you know Age of Ultron, uh the Intelligentsia. Yeah, the Intelligentsia. Um, of the Marvel comics. I, I always mix up the Intelligentsia and the, the Illuminati. It is the Intelligentsia, not the Intelligentsia? I've been saying I don't know. I've never That's because heard. of the Intelligentsia coffee shop in Silver Lake. That's why. <laughs> I mean, that is why. I, I have a record of uh, mispronouncing things, so, you know. I do, too. Oh, I do, too. <laughs> There's a secret organization of, like, the, the smartest criminal minds that I think that Val may be a part of. And I think that they're actually the ones who set up the hit on Hawkeye. They're like, you know what? We got to take down the Avengers because they're this huge problem. And, uh, you know, luckily we got uh, Black Widow out of the picture in, uh, in uh, Avengers Endgame. So now we just got to methodically get rid of the rest. And so I think Val, and we, I think, um, you know, eventually we'll get um, Zemo, Doctor Doom, like all the oh, smartest yeah, people talk. in the MCU coming together to take down the Avengers from the shadows, which is why, um, and we'll, we'll start to see that in Hawkeye. And Hawkeye's like, hmm, who's trying to kill us? Hmm. So I think that's the, the secret threat there. But that's yeah. being extra I think I like that idea a lot. I would love it if like Kingpin could also be tied in with that. You know, oh like, because it seems like they are doing some similar stuff from the Matt Fraction, David Aha series. A lot of right. similar stuff, right? But part of that was that auction, right? That had mm. the. Um, the embarrassing video of Hawkeye of him right. like assa assassinating someone, and I right. really think that footage of him unmasking himself as the Ronin uh, assassin. I mean that the world yet doesn't know. They know that there was a Ronin assassin. They don't know it was Clint Barton. Only right. Rhodey did it, and Rhodey was like, uh, "So Natasha, he tried to do that thing like, so you're the werewolf, right?" And like, you know, <laughs> and she's like, bah, 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 "I didn't say it." No, he's trying. He's like, "Ah, okay." Um, but, like, I think, yeah, like, uh, intelligence organizations kind of knew, but it wasn't publicly known. And I think Clint is worried about that getting out. And I mm. think that's kind of what maybe, you're right, MT, maybe this group could be part of exposing that, working with Val. You know, I think that's why Val had, uh, it's going to be something tied in with that. Some kind of Dark yeah. Avengers, some kind of intelligence organization that is embedded in the u.s government because she that i think the answer to this question is who is val working for mm. you know once we know who val is working for i think we're gonna know what's really going on behind Bro, i think val is secretly is. the new red skull i think that she's the red skull's like daughter well, I, or niece or like sin in the comic she's a schmidt because like you know if you if you look at uh, the way she's dressed in the black widow post for credit scene it's kind of very similar to like uh mm. like the old school red skull she had know. a little flap of not skin that she could pull off. <laughs> yeah, I could see a little yeah, bit of a red skin under there. Just not cold at a cemetery, yeah. MT, is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, but like I think that there are some I think there are purposeful parallels between the way she was dressed and the way that Red Skull was dressed, you know, during his white skin phase. Like his uh his uh, oh, white war getup, I guess. Oh. Um but anyway, that's just me being weird. Man, um, you you took a you took a pretty sturdy theory and you went rogue with it, MT. So for that reason, you're getting a point. MT Woo! gets the point for that round. Uh, I'm super excited for Hawkeye. Obviously, New Rockstars is gonna be doing uh, all of our weekly coverage on Hawkeye when that drops. So stay tuned for that. Um, but let us now move on to our rogue question round. It was announced this week that our friend Chris Pratt 
He's going to be doing the voice of Garfield in an upcoming Stop. animated film. Internet <laughs> lost their minds because this comes on the heels of the announcement that he's also going to be voicing Mario in a movie. So I want you guys to pitch me the next beloved animated character that people are going to hate even more to learn that Chris Pratt is voicing that one too. Oh, uh, this is a good question. There's so many. You know what I would hate? You know what I would really, really fucking hate? If his next thing was he was going to play like Powerline and the live action Goofy oh movie nineteen ninety nine. Oh my god! I would be so furious, but it's a move they would do. It's a move they would absolutely be like, let's make him the coolest character we can think of in the Disney franchise in Powerline. And it's like, first off, that's a black guy. <laughs> Second of all, God, stop putting him in things. He can't I, sing. I could see, I could see Disney doing that. I could see put that him in happening. a tight yellow suit. <laughs> yeah. I can't fight him, but I'd fight him if he did that. You know what? I think that Chris Pratt's next role is going to be that of a uh, Fat Albert. I think they're just going to cast him oh. as a. Uh... <laughs> no, hey, 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 yeah. hey! As, as hey. a fat black guy, Fat Albert. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. No, that's that was a joke. And I, I like that. No, that no answers the question. <laughs> I think the internet would get super pissed. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was also made by Bill Cosby, so that's probably that. <laughs> <laughs> Even more so. Um, that him would never as Mushmouth is the only character I want him as. <gasps> I just Wait, who? <laughs> Mushmouth. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Albert. His part of his group. Mushmouth. Oh my god, Mushmouth. That's hilarious. I didn't hear that. I'd be funny. like, get him out. Get him out. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Take him out. Take him bye out bye. here. So yeah, either Fat Albert or Snoopy is what... um. Chris Pratt. Oh, Snoopy music. now talks and his voice Snoopy is now. Chris Pratt. I think that uh, I would most f***ing hate Chris Pratt in a live action or even animated Calvin and Hobbes. I think oh my that God. Would, ultimately, oh. would ultimately destroy me as a human being and I don't think I would be able to continue oh. on. You know I what think hurts you might about have that accidentally pitch? guessed his next move. Yeah, I, I think that's it. what sucks about that is they probably will let him it's voice Hobbes. It's probably true. Wow. Wow. It's like the live action Calvin and Hobbes. And it's like, why are you oh, playing no. a child? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, he will. Why are you Calvin? Why are you Calvin? If you're not the child, it's I don't want you It's going to just be a, a dear Evan Hansen situation all over again, but with oh. Chris Pratt. It's <laughs> a live a action child. kid, and they're just like dubbing yeah. his voice <laughs> over the kids? kid's voice. Whitney, you get the point for that one, because it's just too scarily Yay! real. It's, it's too no. plausible. It's probably going to happen, honestly. Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. And I say that as someone who- I'm sorry. It's too real, and I hope I didn't just manifest it oh into existence. Hey, I still kind of I like Chris Pratt. I, I don't have a problem with that guy. Uh, and no. I think he's great as Peter Quill. Uh, there, I just thought we'd learn that lesson around the Jurassic World era, where he was also kind of announced like in the same week as going to be a young Indiana Jones, and it was like, okay, he doesn't have to be everything. You know, um, that was my whole cool. That's he's my just gonna cool. be literally all over Disneyland by the time this is done. Yeah, like that much. dude is literally on like, well, and it just all amusement parks. He's gonna f-ing take down Knott's Berry Farm next with the Snoopy. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. We're giving them too many ideas, Whitney. Because no he's more. already got Universal. He's got Disneyland. He's got rides at both. We're, Knott's Berry Farm's next, man. I'm we are now you. willing this into existence. Yeah. Oh, Chris Pratt, I hope you don't play Fat Albert. That would be horrible. Oh, no, Hollywood, don't ever do that. Don't do it. Ever do that. Like Mike, don't reprise that. <laughs> like Mike. Well, no, dude. 
Honestly, Chris Pratt would just get cast as one of the golden retrievers in Air Bud, if any. Oh my Definitely. god. See, that I'm okay with. For in whatever reason, I'm okay with that. Films. Because I don't already have an attachment of what Air Bud sounds like. So I don't, you know, oh, I don't really oh, care so if they make Chris, that dog talk. Chris Pratt looks like how a golden retriever sounds. Yeah. So, you know, like, I, I actually feel like that would be I mean, Andy thing. Dwyer was just a golden retriever that a wizard transformed into a human. Oh, Seriously, like, yeah. Andy and April essentially a dog and a cat. Living together. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's why a I dog and it. a cat forever. <laughs> Whitney, I've given you the point for successfully scaring me. But MT, I'm giving you another point for saying that April and Andy are a, are a cat and a dog. They uh, are. What a brilliant metaphor. <laughs> um, either way, MT ran away with this one. Congratulations. Woo-hoo. You are the Yay! winner of this episode of Rogue Theory. I hate you, MT. I I love you all. You know what? I'll share my victory. We all won. We're going to kill everybody. (laughs) (laughs) You were supposed to be the chosen one, Jessica. Well, that is it for this episode of Rogue Theory. I want to thank all of our guests, Whitney Van Landingham, Jessica Clemens, and MT. You can support our channel by checking out all of our great merch options over at NewRockStarsMerch.com, including a new Eternals design that we have up there. You're going to love it. It's going to go fast, though, so jump on that. Follow me at EA Voss, follow New Rockstars on all social platforms, and be sure to subscribe to our channel here on YouTube if you're not already. And we'll see you next time, Celestials. Bye-bye. Bye.